Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast, episode 14. I hope you all had an awesome week. Patty, how are you? I am absolutely fantastic. I am a little bit disappointed that you're actually sick, Gary. Um, it's, I know, I've come, I've come down actually, with weakness. It's actually, it's actually very, like, very weak. Like, um, so I do apologize in advance for my sickly brethren here. Um, if you hear any sniffles or coughs, just know that it's, it's most definitely not me. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's just utter weakness. There's really no excuse for it, and I apologize for showing up um, in such a, such a state. Do you hear that weakness? Oh. <laughs> disgusting anyway gary we have a facebook live to do later on in the triage militia so we need to knock this out of the park stay on point probably not go off on rants you know that would probably be a good mm, i don't know people kind of like our rants i don't know maybe we'll see what happens we'll see how this this rolls out but but um what are we going to talk about today, Gary? Today we're going to talk about the basics because this is a term or a phrase or whatever that just gets kind of thrown around as if like, oh, you know, just stick to the basics. And we're all about that. But we actually have to establish what the basics are and when you might be kind of fooling yourself by just saying, oh, I'm just going to stick to the basics. Like, for example, I can think of one example as we just start off. Like, you know, it's a pretty basic recommendation to tell someone that, oh, if you want a big chest, you want big arms, you want a big shoulders, you want to get really strong at the bench press, you want to just do your barbell bench press, come down, touch your chest, just do that and get very strong. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I get why that would be a basic fundamental recommendation, but there are some flaws in that logic as well. And if we kind of just stick to this idea that certain things are the basics and certain things are things that everyone should do that I think we can kind of end up serving people pretty poorly. What do you uh, think? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, this whole idea that stick to the basics and without defining the basics and just assuming what people mean, or sorry, assuming people know what you mean when you say stick to the basics is a bit of a fallacy in and of itself in terms of, like you use that example of the bench press, right? If your goal is to get good at the bench press, then of course you're going to have to bench press. But the way I look at it, people have essentially started using tools. We'll look at it like this. If you're a mechanic, right? And I don't know, maybe a wrench is the tool of your trade that you use the most. It gets the most bang for your buck. It's a very useful tool, right, to get the job done, okay? And the job being, you know, repairing a car, right? So you have a tool, it's in your toolbox, but the end goal is to repair the car. Now, you don't have to use that wrench to repair the car. Yes, it's very beneficial. It's very efficient if you have the right wrench for the job, okay? But even if you have the wrong wrench, you know, perhaps you can get the job done, right? In the way I look at it, your basics are whatever allows you to achieve fixing that car, okay? The tools that you go about using to achieve that are going to differ depending on the job that is in front of you, and that job being the actual individual. Now, what people tend to do and tend to call the basics are actually just the tools, you know? So it's like people saying, I want to get stronger. And they, 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 they focus on the tool rather than the end result, you know? So they say they want to get stronger, but all they actually end up doing is mastering the tool itself and never actually fixing the car, you know? So they get they become really proficient at, you know, being able to, adjust the wrench being able to find the perfect they're able to balance the wrench on their finger they're able to do all these cool tricks and it's like yeah cool you've got you've mastered the wrench but you've mastered the tool you haven't mastered the basics that are allowing you actually fix the car like going back to that bench press example like a lot of people are really really strong on the bench press okay and 
with and they've, they've used the bench press with the goal with the view that they are strengthening their upper body and that they are building the musculature of their upper body okay so that's the kind of logic they're using they're going bench press does all those things ticks all those boxes however the way you actually perform that rep the way you actually perform that exercise is actually dictating the results you get so a lot of people you'll see oh i'm really strong in the bench press i have you know a one rep max and it's three plates baby it's 140 kilos and they're like yeah i'm really proud of that did a lot of work you try to get them to do a push-up they're shit at push-ups can't do a single push-up they don't have the scapular stability they don't have the ability to actually you know use that muscle outside of the range of this really really arched power lifting style bench then you go okay you haven't really trained that, so we won't go into that. We'll we'll do something that's very much applicable to bench press bench press strength, and that would be say like a dip. Get them to do like even a body weight dip, and like have full tension on the muscle, fully controlled. You know, actually using the musculature that they've said they've built up, and again, they're piss ass weak at it. So it's like what like what have you actually done? You've just got really really proficient at using a tool. You haven't actually gotten proficient at being strong you know or building muscle like yes you may have built some muscle in mastering that tool but you haven't actually mastered the basics that allow you to progress long term because the way i look at it is like what are you going to do after you get a 140 kilo bench you know you, you you're bouncing it off your chest you've no actual stability no actual control on the way down and you're going to just go boom okay even even this powerlifting style bench press you know, people are like, oh, well, I paused it for a second on my chest, so it's cool. It's like, that's bullshit. Like, you literally are storing, like, eight seconds of elastic tension in your muscles. So unless you're pausing for more than eight seconds, like, you're still using that kind of elastic recoil to get that up. Now, yes, it is harder than just bouncing it straight off your chest. You are still not fully controlling it unless you've got full tension on that pec the entire way through to repetition. So you have to go in, like, look a little bit deeper. Like, what are you actually calling the basics because to me when i'm looking at the basics i'm thinking can this person load tension on the musculature that they're actually trying to load it on throughout the entirety of the rep and then progress that tension long term rather than just progressing the exercises per se because a lot of that stuff is neurological you know you're actually just practicing the skill of lifting that particular exercise or that particular weight so it's like did you actually get stronger or did you just learn how to do the bench press better you know so you have to actually be very clear in your goals and you have to actually be very clear in what you are defining as the basics (coughs) anyway gary ramble away yeah no i think you're dead right like i think what we should be looking at as the basics are the actual pieces that make up what people are calling the basics like very often so like you know the ability to keep tension on the muscle through its range to connect with it to create stability at the joints around the muscle that's working like they're the things that are actually the basics that are building your performance on a certain exercise and i think it's it's just it just makes no sense to call something a basic if it has so many components to it like a deadlift for example like there's so much to a deadlift there's so many cues there's so many different muscles that you have to be able to coordinate um so many different skills that you have to learn and it's all very much integrated as a skill and to call that a basic is just it's just a bit misled and it's like the basic for someone could be them learning to like what their hamstring muscle does and how to contract it in different positions. And the thing is, see, that's not very glamorous. And it's because, like, on social media, it's much easier to kind of just tell people to do certain things like the bench press or the deadlift or the squat. Whereas when you're in a one-to-one personal training setting, and both of us, you know, have some experience in that setting, um, you're kind of teaching people different things. You know, you have the opportunity to take the person aside and say, all right, look, we need to just show you what this muscle does and how to contract it in isolation. And like, to me, it's those things that are the true basics because they're the things that actually give people the ability to then work their way up to these more complex exercises and still get the most out of it. Because what you see, especially with a lot of beginners is 
when they jump right into the basics and they just start squatting and deadlifting and bench pressing and, and they're just right in with this progressive overload thing, they never truly learn how to get the most from the exercise and they end up with these small little niggly shoulder injuries or knee injuries all because they never earned the right to chase performance. They they just went straight in looking for performance without actually building up to actually get there. Uh, so I think that's an important thing just to keep in mind is when you are thinking about something that is basic, you have to remember that a lot of these things have a lot of different components and they're just kind of very generic recommendations that you should be looking to kind of play with based on, on who you are and what you do because if we go back to that bench press again, you know, if you've got a, a a big massive rib cage and this big sternum angle, then that bench press for you could be very different to the person who has a very flat chest and like it's a different angle. And it's like, all right, you're now talking about like an incline versus a regular or a decline versus a regular flat press. And it's like, they're different things. So we just have yeah, to like take them again, that bench press as an example, how like, it applies to the person. I can... I actually can use a huge arch, you know, like an, a huge arch. Like if you ever seen my bridging ability, you know, like gymnastics style bridging, like I can properly arch to fuck, right? If you actually give me a, a higher bench, right? So I can put my feet firmly on the ground rather than having to be on my toes. Uh, Cause I, I kind of have to tuck them under to get stability. Uh, but if I have a higher bench and I can essentially bridge the whole time like my rom is properly like three inches you know so if the goal is to build my chest is that going to be the most effective way of building my chest like the musculature with three inches of rom where i'm essentially getting you know what a second of a time under tension with each rep and probably not the best way to build musculature or strength outside of just that three inch rom you know, so do you master the tool or do you master the goal? So what I always do and our, the way I kind of think of it and conceptualize it is there is three eyes. Well, essentially, there's actually four eyes. We'll get to that in a second. So the first one is identify. Right. So and that means both identify your goal, your overall purpose for this exercise this this training phase whatever it is like you actually have to be very clear in what you're trying to achieve like saying oh i'm just working my hamstrings like what the fuck does that mean like if you're just working your hamstrings why are you doing an ordl versus a hamstring curl and does it matter if that hamstring curl is seated or lying like if if it's just working your hamstrings like what 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 why are you choosing these exercises is that just purely based on the fact that you saw some bodybuilder doing them and going oh that looks cool so if you haven't actually identified what you're trying to achieve then you can't do the next step which is isolate right and a lot of people kind of go oh i don't need to isolate stuff just squat bench and deadlift but even though squat bench and deadlift are isolation exercises in and of themselves Okay, like the way I like it's actually really like people get lost in the forest and they don't even see the trees, you know, and like the the bench press. People are like, oh, it's the best. It's the king of exercises for the upper body, blah, blah, blah. Like the bench press was a supplementary exercise for Olympic weightlifting because they wanted to strengthen their triceps. Right. Like it, it originated as a floor press rather than a bench press because they just wanted to you know get stronger triceps because that was back when they had the the clean and press in the olympics so they just wanted to have stronger triceps they're like oh i can load up a shitload of weight on my triceps and do a lot of fucking eccentric overloading if i'm lying on the floor and you know i have a bench or i don't have a bench and i just fucking do these floor presses so that's where it came from so you all like going oh the bench press is fucking it's fundamental blah 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 it's like nowhere else in any athletic environment, are you going to have your scapula completely, you know, tied in against this bench, you know, laying in the supine position, not even a, a, an actual supine position, this usually really arched supine position, and then pressing a weight off your chest, right? Like the closest you'll probably ever come to that is if you do any like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something like that, like you have people on top of you in that position and you will be pressing them away but you're also not setting up in that like powerlifting style bench press to do that okay so it's not really 
applicable to a lot of athletic endeavors if that is your goal like yes you may be able to build more musculature if you bent if the if you are suited to applying tension on your chest in your bench press like that might be perfect for you so when you're thinking of that isolation that's what you're essentially doing you're picking based on what you've identified you're picking exercises to isolate that muscle in a way that you can actually strengthen it or hypertrophy it or you know whatever the actual goal you're trying to achieve that you've already identified then the next thing into that is actually integrating that you know so it will use that bench press as an example if you're saying oh i have a weak chest because you know bench press just isn't targeting it enough because i have this powerlifting arch and it's it's basically all triceps now so i want to bring in a bit more chest work so i can actually you know use my chest in the bench press you know so okay so you start isolating that and you know integrating that strength you've built up in these other isolation exercises into your bench press now and you're like whoop de do great but the final component of that whole three slash four eyes is actually improvisation you know and like this doesn't actually have to be something that everyone does and it mainly applies to what we'll call it real life or athletic endeavors you know if you are building up if you've identified okay for my sport for my life having a stronger chest having a stronger you know triceps front delt um region is beneficial for your sport for your life and you know that could be you know i just want to look good on the beach you know cool that you've identified that as your overall goal and you've then isolated and chosen your exercises based on that goal you've integrated a a long-term approach so that you're you know strengthening up weaker muscle groups and you know the strength disparities you may have based on your individual musculature then you've actually got to improvise and use that skill like the way i always look at it you know you ever see those talent shows and people have all these mad skills and they like do backflips and all that kind of shit and it's like if you've been going to the gym and you're all show and no real go like what what would you do during your talent show be like oh yeah cool i'm just gonna flex my pecs here a little bit it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like that's like that's it's useless in the in the real world outside of just looking good. Now that's not to say that it's not a valuable goal because you know that does actually build your confidence, that does actually build, you know, strength as a general capacity thing. So it, it is a good thing in and of itself. I'm not saying, you know, don't exercise, it's fucking useless, you know, just go out and do sports or whatever. Like I am saying Think of what your actual long-term goals are and then design things around that. And then realize that your goals dictate what the basics are, but the basics are still the basics. Like it's all tension. That's, that's all. Well, like all your body knows is movement. So at the end of the day, all of these exercises, they're fucking made up. You know, we're not out here having to hunt for our our living, for our food. We're not having to actually, you know, run down fucking antelope or anything. You know, everything we want to do, especially in the first world, is pretty much just fucking made up. You know, like you're not going to be pole vaulting. You're not going to be, you know, fucking javelin throwing. You know, all that fucking winter sports are on now. You're not going to be fucking bobsleighing and doing whatever else. Um like you're you're not like it's all fucking made up so if you are so caught up in the actual tools you're using and have actually forgotten the goals then you don't even you like you're you you're so deep down that rabbit hole that you don't actually realize that what you're calling the basics are actually only tools that serve the actual basics Yep, what he said. <laughs> um, no, but I think that was a really good point about, you know, how everything is really just movement. Like they're just a series of made up movements that have been deemed to be efficient by people who thought they were somewhat good for some sort of goal. And it's like, it's not like they're, you know, in any sort of book as like 
this is what you need to do to develop the human body, these three exercises. Like, that's just not how it works. And I suppose what we want to get across to you guys is not that you need to go away and understand, you know, advanced exercise mechanics and anatomy, because obviously, if you want to do that, you'd just be in the triage militia. Um, But what we are trying to tell you is that there are more tools at your disposal. These are just some of the tools that, you know, have been put on the pedestal as being the best. But at the end of the day, they're just means to end. And they're all using this paradigm of we need muscular tension and we need it on sufficient muscle groups to get the best outcome. So um, when it comes to, I suppose, that whole basic thing it it does kind of extend into nutrition as well and i think that it's it's good to kind of just apply it there you know people just say things like oh just track your calories track your macros you know stick the basics and it's like we kind of forget that that stuff is just a means of quantifying your nutrition and when we talk about the basics like what i would actually consider the basics to be is the learning of positive nutritional habits you know, so learning um, what it actually means to eat a healthy diet and getting used to that whole, you know, eating healthily, eating regularly throughout the day and developing all of those habits. Whereas, again, what we kind of instruct people to do when they first get into the fitness industry these days is um, just go straight to the basics, being calories and macros. And it's like, yeah, that is helpful. It's, it's a helpful means of quantifying things. But you, again, have to earn your right to get there by, you know, eating whatever, three to five meals per day, whatever suits you, you know, eating vegetables with each of your meals or fruits or vegetables, eating those eight to 12 servings that we always recommend, eating protein with each of your meals, you know, stopping eating all of the typical junk foods that you're consuming, you know, having adequate water, staying hydrated. All these things are the, the actual basics that you then quantify using your tracking your calories you're tracking yeah, your especially like obviously we've been talking like about the, again, the exercise side of things but the nutrition the side of things that you just like again people kind of right get away. caught up in the actual methods rather than the goal you know like we learn a lot in terms of like the, like obviously like i do a, a biochemistry degree right so like when i'm reading all this kind of research and i'm looking at the way they have or the way to, we'll say, nutrition research has evolved over the last 50 years, right? Well, actually, we'll use the last 100 years. You know, it kind of all started out as, you know, what are the essentials for growth? Like, that's where they started, like, you know, okay, what's the crack with this? Like, what's actually causing growth? And how do we actually do this? Essentially, they're trying to, like, you know, find out how to maximize fucking feeding animals and, you know, get them to grow right so they started looking into like micronutrients and all that kind of stuff and that's where the kind of research kind of started now obviously people were looking into you know protein carbs fats like they did have an understanding of that but it kind of grew from that and we kind of got really away from that micronutrient focus and kind of thought that oh that's a that's that's you know that's too minuscule we actually we only want to look at it like a macro scale uh picture here now we're going to look at it and go okay what's the the, the calories required, what's the macronutrients required to have an individual grow, survive, thrive, that kind of thing. And we actually haven't really gotten a huge way past that. And you think we would have, but we really haven't. And the reason for that is we're pretty good at working out the, the calor- calorific uh, amount, we'll say, of uh, a food. It, it's pretty easy. Lash that thing in a bomb calorimeter, Boom, burn it, how much energy released, cool. We fucking raised uh, a gram of water by this many, or a kilogram of water by this many degrees. We know how much fucking energy is in that. We can work out all the fucking, the amount of protein in that, the amount of carbs in that, the amount of fat in that, the amount of fiber in that, blah, blah, blah. Like we can do all that. We're pretty good at that. But we're pretty fucking shit at, first of all, working out the micronutrient amounts in things because we just use you know averages now obviously everything's going to be an average but we just kind of go yeah okay cool broccoli has x y and z micronutrients in it but it's like where was it grown is that broccoli from fucking new zealand is that broccoli from ireland like is that from the midlands is that from fucking northern ireland like where where is this right so there is no 
database for that. Um, and then after that, there's we actually know fuck all about the actual individual micronutrients in the the different vegetables, fruits, fucking even meat and stuff. Like we know kind of the, the macro scale micronutrients, like we know the ones that we require to survive, but we haven't even dug really deep down that rabbit hole into like the different forms of different fucking vitamins and minerals and fucking whatever. Like, is this a, a specific form of B vitamin, what the body uses maybe different than the one that we can create in the lab. And we just kind of go, ah, oh, yeah, we'll just treat them the same, even though the body doesn't treat them the same, you know? And I, even with the, the macro scale thing, like people have forgotten what the actual basics and the actual science says. And again, they've got enamored with these, these shiny tools. Like they can use something like my fitness pal, which in and of itself is an average of the calories and macronutrients and stuff. Like if you actually bring it down to the, the real science and you look at people making these stupid claims being like, oh, calories don't matter at all. You know, micronutrients, fucking who cares? And it's all just macros and fucking, or sorry, it's not macros. And it's just the, the type of food that you eat. You have to be paleo or you have to be fucking keto or you have to be whatever the fuck, choose your, your ideology and substitute it in here, right? people get enamored by different tools and different methods. And you, when you actually look at the science, it's like, well, fucking you're all fucking wrong because you don't actually understand the fundamentals of how the body works. Like we have a, a few articles in, in the militia there talking about, you know, if you were to actually break up a fatty acid, you know, and we break it like I break it down in terms of how much energy, how much ATP you derive from breaking up, a certain length of fatty acid and like just based on the length of that fatty acid you're getting different energy amounts into the body you know so the body it's treating even this even though you're going you're tracking on your calories you're tracking on your my fitness pad you're going oh, i got one gram of fat so that's nine calories it's like no nah, that's actually not nine, nine calories it's somewhere in the region of seven to eleven calories you know, so we just take an average and go, yeah, cool. It's nine calories. So you see a lot of people making up all this bullshit going like, oh, you know, calories don't work and they don't fucking matter. And it's like, yeah, because you didn't actually understand the basics of this. So you, you couldn't possibly actually make an accurate adjustment. So again, that, that whole argument of what are the basics, it's like the basics are the fucking basics, you know, and the basics are... How the fuck does your body treat this energy you're putting into it? What does it do with these macronutrients you're putting into it? And only building on the knowledge of what your body actually does, can you start going, okay, so what can we start looking at in the external environment? You know, how much protein do we do we need from these different sources? Why are these different sources better sources of protein versus these other sources? What about these carbs? What about these fats? Like there's there's a reason why some foods are promoted as being better than others. Now, obviously, sometimes it's just kind of fucking zealotry and it's like, oh, you have to be paleo, you have to be vegan, you have to be whatever the fuck else you want to put into that. But it's like there are certain foods that are going to help you feel fuller for longer, that are going to supply you with more micronutrition, that are going to supply you with a better energy profile, we'll say, Um and they're going to make you feel better and better able to stick to your diet long term, going to feed your microbiome better. You know, there are going to be better foods that allow you to actually diet effectively. And I don't mean just lose weight. I mean, just, you know, actually eat effectively. And um, so that's all based on the basics. And people, again, they just fucking lose the forest for the trees. And they're kind of like, oh, fuck, like, it's just calories. And it's just macros. That's all the fucking matters. You know, I can eat Smarties and like any fucking Skittles all day. It's cool. Like, no worries on that. It's like, yeah, but that's, again, it's like, yes, you can, but that's far from optimal. And you're still eating like a child. And yes, you are getting results. But it's like, you're not you're not actually ingraining good habits and you're not actually ingraining good health. It's like you're, you're kind of getting away with it now because 
you're training six times a week. Like, yeah, this is what you'll see. You'll be like, oh yeah, people training six times a week and fucking doing a nice little bit of fucking 30,000 steps on their, their rest day. And it's like, yeah, of course you can get away with eating shit and fucking crap food. Like you probably feel like shit, but like, because you're this Instagram fit, fit pro, you can kind of go, okay, cool. All I do all day is, you know, post a picture on Instagram and, I'm good. That's that's your entirety of your day. You know, maybe you coach a few clients, um, but the majority of your money is coming in from fucking sponsorship or YouTube fucking whatever. Um, so it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like you can get away with this because your activity levels are so high. Your stress levels are so low. But the majority of people that are trying to follow what you're doing just don't have that lifestyle and just aren't able to actually do what you're saying are the basics. And that's because they're not the fucking basics. They are the applied basics you're not actually giving the people the the tools the actual fundamentals to actually achieve results and again like this is the same across you know it's actually fucking the the same across multiple domains like even in college and stuff like they don't teach you the fundamentals like how do you learn like they don't teach you that in school like it's like okay cool like uh you're just expected to be like okay cool you know how to learn it's just, it's a given. It's like, no, you, you've never taught us that. And now you're expecting us to know that, you know? But yeah, uh, <clears throat> I actually think that's really important. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is that whole kind of, the the, nutri- the whole nutrition thing and what the basics actually are because you know very often people will criticize people for saying that oh you should eat more of these foods because they're very healthy or you know this supplement or whatever whatever like maybe it's a, a type of fiber or something it keeps you fuller for longer it tends to lead to weight loss and people are very quick to kind of refute that stuff and say that oh it doesn't matter that that contributes to weight loss it just comes back to calories and we have to kind of think about, all right, okay, like like you said, these people who are exercising six times a week and they're doing 30,000 steps, for that person, you know, it might matter what they eat because their energy expenditure is so high that they've got a big calorie intake that they can kind of eat whatever they want really within that while still kind of reaching their in, or meeting their energy needs without going over that. But for the general population who maybe are only training, you know, 45, 60 minutes a day, and they want to, you know, feel well in terms of, you know, their cognitive function throughout the day. And they want to not have that bloating or whatever, or that, you know, that brain fog that they have sometimes when they eat certain foods. It actually is important that we are giving advice that is healthful and that, and that is not just about quantifying your nutrition. Because in the short term, like you said, it's very easy to just quantify what you're eating and say that, oh, yeah, it's fine. Look, these are my calories. These are my macros and just kind of just get away with it on that. But in the long term, you want to ensure that your diet is actually one that is, as you said, like nourishing your microbiome, that is allowing you to keep full throughout the day, that's giving you adequate micronutrients for the multiple hundreds and thousands of functions in the body to take place like well. And it's like, yeah, you can kind of mask that in the short term by just exercising ridiculous amounts and and just burning so many calories throughout the day and just, you know, eating like crap and still having a decent body. But it's like, where is the longevity in this? And how is this contributing to the long term? And it's kind of a difficult place to get out of, you know, if you do, if you do eat um, like a child, like you said, for the majority of the year, and let's say you go on holidays for a couple of weeks, and you're no longer exercising, and your basic habits are to eat like a child and eat all these crappy foods and you know they kind of tend to drive overeating then when you go away and you don't have this exercise stimulus anymore you're kind of really left in a place where you don't really feel so great and you're really struggling to control your calorie intake versus if you were the person that actually does have good nutritional habits you know your standard meals look like a serving of protein with vegetables plus or minus carbohydrates and fats as required that person when they go away somewhere else or if they take time off exercise it's not really a big deal like they're still eating foods that keep them full they're already in a good healthy state and you know that person's going to have a much better time in the long run so i think we really need to to take it back to you know actually all right 
let's let's actually nourish our body first let's establish good habits let's give the body what it needs on a broad spectrum as opposed to just calories and then we can quantify those things if we want to make changes in body composition but the whole reason in the first place that people tell you to eat you know healthy foods you know the very basic healthy eating advice is so that you can try and regulate your body weight your body composition without actually needing to track calories and obviously we are proponents of tracking calories but we have to remember like like this the reason that people give this advice in terms of eating certain foods is so that you can regulate it without actually needing to do that and i think a lot of people really struggle with this these days where they couldn't actually eat in, in intuitively whatever that means like they couldn't eat without my fitness pal because they are so poor at regulating their appetite and they're so poor at regulating their body weight without an app to quantify what they're actually eating so you do have to kind of question yourself and ask yourself is your nutrition yeah, man, something that is agree with you on sustainable that, um, in the long run in terms of even if my like fitness pal was shut down and tomorrow being with and you and stuff like weren't able to train for 10 hours a week be, say, would you still be able you know, to maintain good health i actually think a lot of like, the fam probably wouldn't you know i eat four to five times per day i know roughly the kind of quantities i need per meal to kind of be at the calories that i need and even still i would struggle so i always look at all those people that are like you know i have skittles here i have no real structure to my day and you know i just kind of fuck around and you know eat sometimes when i'm hungry and you know sometimes I, i fast and then i have like you know binge episodes and all this kind of stuff it's like how the fuck are they? How how much they feel at the end of the day? If if my fitness pal was gone, like they they would be fucking shot in the foot. Like they just wouldn't be able to to function correctly. Like they have no habits. They have no real understanding of the processes behind everything. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like you can get away with it when you're what fucking in your teens, in your twenties. You know, it's like cool. You can do all that. It's no bother. But as soon as you start getting older, it's like, okay, cool. Like you, your joints are starting to hurt a bit and, you know, you're, you're not able to put in the amount of work you have been putting in to just maintain your, your fitness. So it's like you, and like, what are you going to do? Teach your kids to, it's okay to eat Skittles for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like, what, like you, you, like you have to be thinking long-term rather than just that fucking whatever daily microscopic fucking view it's like oh yeah 12 weeks and i'm gonna be shredded it's like yeah fucking who who cares like you know like yeah okay cool like you look great at the beach you fucking get your fucking ten thousand girls at the beach or whatever the fuck but it's like who cares like what what can you what have you actually got to show for that like you know 10 10 years down the line it's like are you actually like being honest with yourself are you actually working for health like, are you working for long-term sustainability in your, your body composition, in your cellular function, in your actual, you know, bodily function? Are you actually able, are you looking to expand the ranges that you have? This is also another thing that kind of annoys me. You know, when we talk about like active range and all that kind of stuff, like people assume that just means, you know, oh, the the limited shitty range that I currently have. It's like, No, like we're saying like use the active range you have available to you now, you know, and what we mean is you want to be using the available active range that that joint has the capacity for, you know, and that means you're going to have to work at expanding the range that you currently have because fuck man, the amount of people that I've met that actually are using the full capacity of their joints is minuscule, you know, like they don't have the strength to say say for example in a leg press like you might start off in a leg press with you know the the plate really far away from you because you don't have the actual ability in your hip flexors and core stability or whatever to take to take your your foot off that plate and be in a strong position like you're not actually able to take your foot off the plate you know, most people kind of start below that. And it's like, that's way beyond your active range. But guess what? You can actually strengthen up that position so that you can have a deeper leg press position. You just actually have to get stronger. So again, are you using the tools or are you actually getting stronger? It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You've got a, a thousand fucking pound leg press, but it's like, you're actually using less and less and less and less ROM than 
you originally were. And it's like, where, whereas what you should be doing is using slightly more range of motion until you're actually, and I mean like you're actually like literally at the end of your joints capacity in that range. Now, obviously I'm not suggesting you just fucking load up the leg press and go, Oh, I'm going to go to the deepest fucking possible fucking, you know, end range position that I can go to. It's like, yeah, that's that you do, you do that, but do it under control. Like do it in an actual position that you have full control over. Again, going back to like say squats or something, which are, you know, quote unquote, the basics, you know, like actually do a squat and have full tension on your legs throughout that range of motion you know like actually use it as whenever you train squats whenever you train any of these basics think of that as actually developing a skill not just developing that exercise think of it as developing a skill like the amount of people that i know that can squat double body weight but couldn't do a single pistol squat you know it's like you're you're you should have the strength in your legs, Gary. I don't know. Even, look, you can't. Look, it's disgusting. Your pistol squats are awful. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you don't actually. You, yeah, you have this strength in a squat, but you don't actually have the strength in your individual legs. You actually haven't strengthened your legs and your hips and your core and fucking whatever else to actually be able to again improvise um, and integrate those movements. So it's like, <laughs> what have you actually done? You've just gotten good at isolation it's like cool what what has that actually achieved is that going to help you when you're fucking 90 years old and you know you slip on some ice you know and oh now it fucking matters that you have you know fucking some fast twitch capacity and you have to save yourself so you don't fucking fall and break your hip because that's how you're probably going to fucking die like i'm calling it now that's how the majority of you are going to die you're going to slip break your hip go to hospital get fucking an infection or fucking some shit and just die or just fucking die of complications old age you know so that's what i'm fucking bulletproofing myself for you know i want to slip and just fucking gracefully drop into the splits there you know i'm like too easy Yeah, I was talking to this about Laura to I was talking about this to Laura during the week. We were saying like we're going to the gym and she was asking what we were training and I was just like, Oh, we're training health and she was like, Oh yeah, are we adding barbell hip thrust into the program and like, you know, normally when you talk to a girl, it's like you think that she's talking about developing her glutes, but we were like, No, like we're we're literally just training for bed no bed mobility because most important thing when you're like 90 to get out of bed is to be able to do a little bridge like to have that strength you know lift your hips up be able to shift yourself out of the bed like that's literally yeah like the, the only, only the reason the only reason i train is in case the luge out of the bed so i can do a sit to stand like that is literally the only reason like, i'm like i don't want to die like some fucking luge attack you know, so like, fucking like scum, this like. whole fucking fit fam instagram thing irrelevant it's all about bed mobility but yeah no like you have, to, you have to be thinking that that's again stairs, with the, you know, on ice. the original the point there really with what are the fucking <laughs> basics it's like th- these are the basics that are going to help you fucking live your life healthily and hopefully <laughs> fucking forever like i want everyone listening to this podcast to live to be 200 years old you know like obviously oh, like oh. obviously i'll be living to like you know 500 or some shit like and i'll um, look the exact same you know um but at least everyone else who's only putting a fraction of what we're putting into practice, you know, I want them to live to like 200 and be like in insane health, to be able to do fucking backflips and cartwheels until the day they die. Like, <clears throat> like the only reason I want anyone fucking oh, to die after right. listening to this podcast is because their telomeres get so short that they just can't fucking, you know, reproduce their genes anymore. <laughs> like that's, that's literally the only reason. Like I don't want none of this slipping shit and fucking, you know, having an aneurysm. Yeah, like I don't want to, you know, like imagine having an aneurysm because you're not able to brace fucking sitting on the toilet. You're like, strain and fucking your brain explodes. Like, do not want, like, I want to be fucking, you know, strong as fuck and be able to handle all of these pressures that go on in life. So that's what you have to be thinking when you're training. It's like, what are you actually trying to achieve long term? (laughs) You know, you actually have to think, what, what, what is bringing me closer to being healthy, you know? Like, again, like, like a, a squat is just a means to an end. You know, like the amount of people that if I pushed you on the ground and said you couldn't use your arms to get up, 
they have all these these strong legs. It's like, yeah, cool. Like I have perfect fucking strength. I've got a double body weight fucking squat. It's fucking high bar. No, no, no. You know, no belts, no wraps, no spotters, nothing. And it's like, okay, cool. You've just been knocked over on your back. You fucking broke both your arms in the fall. Stand up. And they just can't. It's like, yeah, cool. So you actually haven't built any integrity in that in the lower body that you could get up into a standing position. You know, it's like, this is, this is fucked up. Like, you know, (laughs) um, so like you do have to be thinking, what are your goals? And I would hope that the majority of you are at least prioritizing health in some way. Like, yeah, I'm not saying right now for you as an individual, that has to be top priority for you. Like, yeah, you may be fucking 16, 18, 20, whatever the fuck. And just be like, yeah, cool. I just want to fucking look sexy on the beach. You know, it's like, that's cool. Like, but keep that kind of health focus in the background. Like, keep that lens on everything you're doing for your aesthetic goals. Like, keep that lens is, or that lens of, is this helping me towards my long-term health? You know, like, am I actually expanding the capacity of my body? Or am I just getting good at using the tools? You know? Like people again, like this is this is another one. Like people will go on mad with like, oh, these are the basics. You know, it's like you know, oh, the basics of you know lifting and body composition and blah blah blah. It's like, oh yeah, what cardio do you do? Oh, I don't do any cardio. It's like, okay, cool. Well, you've just neglected one of the very fundamentals and basics. Like humans, humans evolved and humans got to the top of the food chain, food chain, if I could speak, purely based on the fact that we are bipedal animals and we are more efficient at running economy than the other animals and by running economy i mean we can just fucking you know go for hours hours at a time go into a walk go into a little jog go into a sprint when we need to and just basically outlast an animal that we've shot an arrow into like that's how they fucking that's how we evolved shoot a fucking arrow into an antelope as it runs by let it fucking bleed out over the course of two to three days as we run it down and exhaust it you know it's like that's how you're supposed to be able to fucking survive none of this like oh i'm a, I'm a power athlete i'm a fucking i don't need any cardio you know five reps five reps is cardio it's like yeah cool like, i don't give a fucking shit you're like you're you're bulletproofing yourself against what like fucking being able to do a max effort fucking what nothing to squat you're only able to squat with these very specific narrow fucking things you have to do this specific walkout with a fucking monolift you don't even fucking walk it out anymore it's just fucking plopped onto your back and you fucking drop down and fucking come back up and it's like okay cool like I, like this is not this is not helping me and again thinking of those basics like people again get enamored with the tools you know it's these tools are supposed to be expanding your capacity say for example the deadlift people are like oh it's a it's a fundamental and it's a functional exercise it's like yeah that's cool like that's yeah i don't disagree with you but let me ask you when in your life right now have you had to deadlift set up perfectly for a deadlift a conventional deadlift say and lift something in your everyday life do that for fucking you know whatever 250 kilos like the closest thing you'll ever come to having to do that is like fucking picking up your fridge or your fucking washing machine with fucking two or three other people and you know shimmy that out of your house or something like that's the closest you'll come to it and that's not even a deadlift that's some sort of fucking odd objects lift so yes, the deadlift is this deadlift is going to help you expand the capacity and your ability to do those things, but don't get so enamored with the deadlift saying, oh, it's a functional movement and it's going to help, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, have you ever been limited in your day-to-day life currently in the whatever amount of years you've lived where you couldn't pick something off the floor? Because the majority of the time you're picking something off the floor, you're going to do some sort of squat down to it to pick it up if it's heavy like. Yeah, so I think the big message is that you really need to consider 
like, I guess, context in what you're saying. Like, what is basic for one person and what is basic for the other person? Like, it's not always the same thing. Like, I've had, you know, the privilege of working with patients post-stroke and Parkinson's and things like that. And, you know, you're kind of, someone's lying in the bed and the whole one side of their body doesn't work and you're, you're literally shouting at them, be like, go on, squeeze, squeeze your quad, go on, lift your leg up off the bed. And like, that is a massive challenge. And to that person, like that could be an accomplishment to the point where, you know, they're in tears and it's like, Jesus, you know, that, that was a big accomplishment for that person to them. Like the squat, the bench, the deadlift, is that relevant? No. Like same with like patients post like total knee replacement or something like that. Like the things you're focusing on is like, can you actually straighten your leg? Can you lift your leg up off the bed? Can you sit up off the bed? And these are the things that we actually have to consider that in decades to come, they're probably the barriers that are, that are going to be in our way. So if we get, we don't need to get so caught up in the moment being like, oh, these are the basic things. It's like, these are all tools that, you know, are a framework for things that might contribute to your health. But in the grand scheme of things, you need to consider all of the things that contribute to your health so that you're not that person that has had a stroke in a couple of decades and that you're not that person that needs to have a total knee replacement because when you were young, you decided that you were just going to do all the stupid heavy squats in the world without actually having good technique. All right. So these are the things you need to keep in, keep in your mind because it's very easy to focus on the next two or three years and not consider the second half of your life. And, you know, in, in the modern day of, of modern medicine and stuff, we are living a lot longer. Like there's, we, we might have said, you know, we're going to live to 500, like kind of tongue in cheek, but not tongue in cheek. We're actually going to live to 500. But it's not unrealistic that a lot of you would live to, you know, 100 years old. And if you think about, you know, the fact that so many people tend to be declining quite rapidly at like 50 these days from being unfit, from eating crappy diets, do you really want to be the person that lives half of your life in a shitty physical state because yeah, and like, and you mentioned the day, there like modern medicine people it, like you might drag themselves out life, now and it, but like fucking people are still sick them later so down the line not actually it's like contributing if, to your if your approach right now, now is leaving you with little niggles that, yeah, little injuries life, you here just and there and you're not really looking after it now because of the things just fast forward 15 years too in the decades earlier so yeah you want to oh you want to you know run around with your grandkids or your fucking kids or whatever i don't know picture I was like, oh, I, sorry, I can't. You know, I, ha- I remember I was squatting that fucking 150 kilos and, you know, I just kept bouncing out of the hole and, you know, something popped in my back and my knee doesn't work now and fucking all this shit. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, what did that catch you? Were you going for, you know, a world title or something? It's like, no, no, I was actually just trying to impress some people on Instagram. Like it was, that was it. Like, it's like, yeah, fucking cool. Like, that's great. Like, who the fuck cares at the end of the day? Like, you know, the way I always look at it again is like, you look at all these Insta famous people. I mean, actual people who deserve their Insta fame in terms of, you know, they're, they're athletes. They've actually achieved something. They're not just like fucking po- posting pictures of fucking their new haircut or some shit. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, you were just gifted with good looks. Like, that's nothing. Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, you've, you've actually accomplished <laughs> nothing in your life, even with your good looks, you know? But you look at these people that have actually, you know, say, again, using like powerlifting or something, they've hit like the world record squats or deadlifts or fucking whatever. And you keep looking at them and you keep watching them as they progress through the years and they're like, oh, injured here and fucking injured, whatever. But you're like, okay, cool. You're top end performer. This is bound to happen. Like you're pushing the envelope with what the human body is able to do. So it's like, cool. You are actually making the trade-off right now. You're probably aware that you're making a trade-off. Like anyone going to the Olympics, like they're told, well, they should be told anyway, that they're probably in an unhealthy position. Like you look at the average life expectancy of athletes versus the average life expectancy of the average person, and it's way lower, like 20, 30 years lower, because they do push themselves to that point where it's like, okay, you're not actually healthy anymore. You know, you're so focused on that performance that you're unhealthy, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. They're willing to make that trade off. They don't really fucking care. They're already injecting themselves with fucking all kinds of fucking drugs anyway. So they've already made that trade off willingly, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. You've done that. But again, going back to that injury side of things, you always see these people then as soon as they give up their sport or they, they take their sport takes a back seat, they always switch their focus back to health. And you'll see it like Brandon, Brandon Lilly is a good example. Like he used to be so like powerlifting and squat bench, deadlift, West side barbell, fucking whatever else. And then you look at him then fucking a few years ago, he made the switch over from just 
eating fucking shit, trying to get as big as humanly possible to actually eating real whole foods, good quality foods. And, you know, actually feeling good, being hydrated, that kind of shit. And he's like, yeah, I made a world of difference. And then you see him, he's doing fucking cardio. He's doing a bit more bodybuilding. Actually, you know, after his knee surgeries and stuff, he's like, okay, Google, I actually need to build up the strength in my legs not just be able to squat. He was like, I was actually never using my fucking quads ever. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I had a fucking great squat, but like my legs weren't strong. And that's the same with fucking, what's his name? That guy who made 531, Wendler. You know, he was like, yeah, when I was powerlifting, you know, I was good at the, the squat bench and deadlift, but he's like, I could do fuck all else. He's like, yeah, I could waddle up to a monolift and fucking unrack the bar and fucking drop into a squat and hit a world record. But he's like, couldn't fucking walk up the stairs. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. You're pushing the envelope of performance. That's your sport. That's what they, you've made that trade off. But it's like, is that actually, and I mean, I'm speaking to the individuals listening, is that actually what you want? Like, is is it? Because the majority of you are probably going to say no, but your training, your definition of the basics is based on you having said yes. You know, like you're, you're treating yourself as if like, all that matters is you fucking squatting, deadlifting, and benching. That's that's the fucking be-all and end-all. All that matters is calories and fucking macros, and that's the be-all and end-all. And it's like if you actually examine your thought processes and your long-term goals, like you don't actually believe that. Like you you want to be healthy. You want to be, you know, live with your fucking family into till your old age or whatever. You want to be able to fucking run for the bus, you know? And it's very easy to get, you know, stuck in a paradigm where you're like, oh, well, I only have, I've only ever done a bit of bodybuilding training. Like, I don't know how to stretch. I don't know how to do cardio. I don't know how to integrate all these things and whatever else. And it's like, oh, fuck, man, I like, get that. Like, I, I actually, I understand you because it's just not something you've been exposed to in this supposed health and fitness industry and all you've really been exposed to is the things that get, you know, clicks, which is, you know, sexy bodies. And it's like their their training is just based on the fact that they're on a shitload of drugs or they're, they're genetic elite and they they get results either way. Like they go for a jog and they probably put on fucking two inches on their calves. Like it's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's just not you. Um, so are like, is this like actually examine what you want from it? Again, like you, if you just do a cursory search of Instagram and look up all your favorite fit pros, like you'll see posts and read between the lines or read what they're saying and what they're not saying. And it's like, okay, a lot of these people are actually fucking unhappy with their physical capacity and abilities. And it's like, is that actually what you want? Like you look at them and they're like, yeah, cool. Like I can fucking squat big weights, but um, they're not happy. Like, you know, so it's like, if you think you're going to be happy, at the end of this magical fucking powerlifting, bodybuilding, fucking whatever rainbow, you're just fucking not like, you know, so actually examine what you want as an individual and then make your decisions based on that. Yeah. What he said. One hundred, keep it one hundred, boy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I think, I think you guys grasp it, and I think at the same time, it's very easy for people to just say, "Oh, I'm health focused." You know, I think a lot of people do that these days because it is a bit more glamorous. It's a bit more popular to be like, "Oh, I'm focused on health." But to be honest, I don't believe most people when they say they're doing cardio because they're like all health like generally the majority of the fitness industry are doing cardio because it burns calories and they want to eat more food like that is the reason why people do it and and part of me is like oh you know what that's okay because they're still doing it it's still probably contributing to their cardiovascular health and whatnot but the other side of it is like you need to lose like lose the focus that everything is about body composition because that's just an external like image that tells you oh you you, you've done all these things in the right order and you've you've gotten somewhere with your physique but it doesn't exactly tell you what's going on in the inside like these days when i'm when i'm doing my cardio 
I genuinely do think like, all right, this is actually for my health and I don't, I, I don't really care about the calories that are coming from it or anything, but I didn't like, but in the past I probably would have been more like, oh, this is burning calories. I'm thinking of it like this. Whereas now it's a completely different mindset towards it. And I think that's what you have to keep in mind is that like these things yeah, like don't it, just, your, your ego has guess, to change overnight and you're not going to listen to one triage podcast and be like, like, you actually have to, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to focus solely on health. I'm going to change my whole diet. I'm going to start doing with certain this cardio. I'm going to start training in appropriate ranges. I'm going to stop like, being silly. Like, even for example, like you might be training or whatever with the bench press. It's not going to happen even overnight. Even though the bench that shift and you do actually kind of just think of those things with your goals think about like you haven't noticed any significant think about how you want to feel every day and then any you know slowly you'll evolve your thought process you know, but don't expect to just change overnight and say your goals or any significant gains in performance if that's your goal and it's like but you but you love the bench press yeah so do you dissolve that ego around that do you dissolve that that love around it and actually achieve what you're supposedly wanting to achieve or do you just continue down the road of you know spinning your wheels and being in love with that bench press because people have told you that the bench press is the fucking the exercise like for years like i fucking i still even like i love squats squats just fucking do fuck all for me like in, in terms of actual muscle growth actual strength and performance like I, i'm fucking a good squatter and i'm not i'm not built to squat like I'm six foot five, like I'm not built to squat at all. I've fucking the longest femurs ever, but I fucking loved it. it. Yeah, it appealed to me. I was able to fucking get my animalistic fucking instinct out and go fucking and hard as a motherfucker on that exercise. And you know, like I was putting up numbers that you know, like people, my peers that fucking are on drugs or whatever, uh, and I'm fucking natty and I'm throwing up numbers better than them, and I'm fucking better at doing reps than them fucking better at strength than them and it's like okay cool but what i was trying to do was get bigger and i just fucking wasn't you know i was fucking i it's actually it's actually disgusting like uh, <laughs> um like yeah obviously my legs did get bigger and fucking whatever and my performance did increase and like definitely would suggest squatting for the majority of people if you are trying to you know build bigger legs fucking get stronger be more athletic blah 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 whatever you know if it's an appropriate exercise for you but it just wasn't for my goals switching to front squats man fucking world of difference don't get the fucking little niggles and pains that i used to get and it's like and you're still so why, was, why, why couldn't i have <laughs> let my ego die earlier than this you know like it would have just saved so much trouble now obviously that's what i'm trying to get across you know for you you might listen to this and then in 10 years time when you fucking made a change and you're like fuck man those boys told me that fucking 10 years ago i wish i'd listened then you know so if you are listening to this and you are still fucking enamored with these basics which aren't actually the basics fucking do a long hard soul search and see if you are actually more attached to your to your ego rather than your actual results you know yeah if if you want gary um One would presume, one would presume there. It does actually kind of surprise me sometimes. You know, you're like replying to DMs on Instagram and you're like, hey, yeah, well, we talked about this last night in the militia. Why is this note, person asking we have got an exclusive this question? And you're like, oh, did you see that in the militia? And they're like, militia. Oh, no, I'm not in the militia. recording three well, minutes. So I think we're going to call it. You get all the fucking are content we? in the militia. Why the fuck aren't you in there? Like, any parting like, words? It's literally a year. It's a euro well, per day. You know, like, the, mili you the militia is our priority, and obviously day. everyone here is in the militia anyway. So obviously they're they want us to go. <laughs> uh, but sure, look, look, it's not our pro it's not our place. Anyway, Gary, do we have some sort of event coming up? Something or other? I don't know. You, you were saying something. I just <laughs> I just assume people are there I'm just like well obviously you're in the militia like 
if you care about your health and fitness, like I, I just don't see why you wouldn't be, you know. Ara, 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 sure look, sir. I actually, I don't want to give you 100% of the details. I'm not 100% sure, but it's in like a month. I can tell you that towards the end of March, we will have a seminar in Killarney, County Kerry. It's actually going to be stupidly cheap and you're never going to hear us speak for this cheap again. Probably never even for like less than, it'll probably be at least three times more expensive if you hear us speak again. The tickets are like 35 or 40 euros. That's actually sound advice. Um, You're going to live like a bitch. It's around the end But we'll give you more details on that. It'll be on our social media. Keep an eye out. With that, If you want to save yourself a few bucks versus hearing us speak in the future, because it will be like a four-hour seminar with practical um, in a gym. So it's going to be pretty tasty. Like, um, get involved. Um, don't be a little bitch. You, yeah. <laughs>